If you're interested in applying to material sciences at Oxford and at top universities around the UK, this interview is for you. I have my dear friend Eden onto the channel to talk about his experience applying and the tips that got him into Oxford University. So make sure you stay till the end to get the most out of this video. It's always a great opportunity to learn from someone who's achieved what you're working towards and these opportunities, I hope, are very helpful for you. Let's get right into the interview. Let's start off with telling us a bit more about yourself. Yes, yeah, so I'm Eden. I'm from Beijing, China. I went to an international school in Beijing as well. I, uh, I initially did APs to, for my UK application. And uh, I, I've, I've done pretty much physics, chemistry, calculus, and uh, economics and English for, for my APs. So you've talked a bit about your APs, developing on that. What are some subject related, related to materials that is um, extracurricular activities that you've done as well? Yes, yeah, so pretty much I um, want to say materials is a bit of a blend between uh, physics, chemistry and engineering. So I am um, I was in my school's physics and chemistry Olympiad team I was preparing for, you know, sorts of the, uh, the academic competitions uh, within physics and chemistry. I've also uh, had the opportunity to attend a summer school at Harvey Mott College on material science. It was a six week um, undergraduate four credit course that, that was in there. I really got the chance to uh, know more about materials and then uh, assure myself that that's something I want to do in uni. So apart from academic activities that you've done, what are some non-subject related ECAs that you've also done on the side? As I've mentioned earlier in my APs, I've also done English and I quite um, enjoyed them. So I founded a, a poetry society in which we uh, also sort of um, explored the links between poetry and sort of modern rap music and sort of just just from the lyrical perspective. Captained uh, a team in my high school on a quiz tournament in in China, so that was that was really um, really had the chance to look at. I mean, at least I really had the chance to look at um, things like subjects and topics outside of um, STEM or material science in general. So you've talked a bit about your ECAs that you've done. When we're thinking about UK applications, while the ECAs are important, it's perhaps less important, I suppose, proportionally than if you're comparing to the role of the ECAs in the US application process. So if you're thinking about your application for the UK, the UCAS system, in, in, in its totality, what are some aspects of that application which you think helped you the most? I would definitely say that, that my personal statement was, was, was um, really in-depth into materials because it, it really showed that I at least know the subject and I, had a, I have a genuine passion in it based on the, uh, sort of the stories, the sort of personal sort of anecdotal stuff that I've uh, uh, included as part of the personal statement, as well as um, the real sort of... Um, academic topics that I've uh, got to learn about in that summer school I did earlier in, uh, in, in back in my uh, penultimate year in high school and that really shows I've had lots of interactions with materials as subject already as well as I did it was convincing that I will be able to continue on that sort of um, pursuit in the subject. Mm -hmm. I suppose one thing which I get asked a lot when it comes to personal statements and applications is, well, what are some ways or activities I can talk about in my personal statement to really show my knowledge? Because 
it's one thing to have the knowledge there, but it's also some. Uh, it's also very important to know how to sell your knowledge. Mm-hmm. When we're talking about humanities, I always say, well, talk about some books you've read, some papers you've read, ideas you've interacted with, and things like that. But perhaps from a STEM perspective, what are some things which you could talk about in your personal statement, which could really demonstrate that knowledge? I would say, really, it's about why you're interested、mm-hmm. in that subject, because you know. Uh, a STEM subject, they 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 probably look a bit more a, a bit more boring than humanities、mm-hmm. in the sense that you don't really converse with people about physics or chemistry all day long. Rather, but like you can talk about philosophy with them. So I feel like for STEM, it's really about what that subject brings you. So there is a, a genuine passion in me where I、uh, where I learn about the、uh, sort of microscopic. Aspect of materials, the sort of quantum mechanics related stuff that that, that genuinely excites me. So I just sort of、um, explored that in my personal statement. But also some of the things you can talk about are sort of I know some people have lab experiences in high school,、uh, either in the form of an external project or your the, the EPQs that you do. So these are the things that you can include as part of your personal statement. So sort of talk about. Why you have picked the topic? Why? What have you done?、Uh, how did you design this?、Uh, how did you、uh, design the experiment? And what are some of the results that you've gotten? And some reflections on that. Those are the things that really that would really stand out and 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 look good to your 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 choosers, your admissions readers, because these are some of the the qualities that are very important to undergrad and postgrad, even just like researchers in general within STEM, and. Other things that you might want to include are also books, especially for materials. It's a bit of a more, a more,、um, I would say, a more, more, more daily life sort of subject. So there are lots of things. Everything in our lives are are made up of materials, and there are books which are sort of、um, made for, for 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 common readers. And maybe you talk about those books and how you. Learned some of the basics in those books and wanted to sort of go deep into、uh, a few topics within that book. And these are also good good things to、mm-hmm. include in the personal statement.、Mm-hmm. What are some overall tips about the UCAS application that you would also add on apart from just your personal statement? I would just also say that make wise choices of the unis you apply to because you've only got five of them、uh, in your UCAS system. If you're going to Oxbridge, you can only choose one of them. But also, you probably want to try to make you know sort of a couple of strata within that sort of、um, selection. So, you, if you're going to probably Oxbridge, that would be your top choice. And then some of the things that you think,、uh, some of the schools that you think、uh, your your grades, your、uh, A level or IB or AP scores match with. So those are probably like your your reach schools or your your sort of the the the, the schools that you expect you get into, and probably one or two safety choices. I would say those are really the、uh, the wise choices. And also try not to include more than one sort of subject within your、uh, UPass form because that would just make your personal statement a bit sort of unfocused. You can definitely do like the closer stuff because、mm-hmm. I know some people they put materials and chemical engineering or even just natural sciences. All into、uh, your UCAS choices, but that sort of works because these subjects are somewhat sort of interconnected and can be blended into a, a personal statement. Whereas 
things like fine arts plus physics that mm. wouldn't really work yeah. yes that's a um, very helpful um topic and a helpful tip especially your last one because i think of course with the oxford application sometimes oxford course choices are a bit more niche down or a bit different than what you might be applying to in other universities like ucl or durham or other big universities so if you're thinking about it you do want to have them in a very close connection so if you're doing perhaps philosophy and theology in one college and then in another university you're applying to straight philosophy or straight theology that's all right, that's all right yes. perhaps if you're going to go completely halfway across the world and do like i don't know sociology and 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 law, that might be a big, yeah. a big difference there. So that's definitely a very important tip. So apart from personal statements, while that's very important for UCAS applications, in the Oxbridge process, there is an interview, and the interview is a very important part of your application. What would you say are some tips you would give for students applying to materials and their interviews? So the first thing I would, I would, I would um, really want to sort of reinforce on is that you want to make sure that you know every single sentence in your personal statement because that's the first thing and perhaps the only thing that your interviewers have about you and that normally is the starting point of the entire conversation so they will probably pick uh, some of the topics that you've discussed in your personal statement and really just ask you about it like it might just be like the first question in, in in your interview is just tell me about this project that you worked on in high school and then you you want to be able to at least be able to uh, show that you've genuinely sort of put your effort into that project and they might sort of build on that and ask a couple of extra questions but at that step you are probably going to be be sort of guided by your tutors if they ask questions that you sort of um don't know yet so that brings me to like the second point i want to make which is do not panic if your tutor asks you a question that you don't necessarily have an answer for at the moment because it is meant to be that way oxford tutors uh interviewers they they tend to ask challenging or or more sort of thoughtful questions to, to spark conversations within the interview and oftentimes those questions especially in a stem uh, interview are are going to be on topics that you are less familiar with or haven't touched on before and the reason why so is because they want to be able they want to see that you are able to sort of act to new new knowledges and then if you have a question would you be able to ask ask that question in a wise and clear way and how you respond to, to sort of your tutor's hint is also important because it shows, it shows sort of teachability for you as, as a future student. So if you're enjoying this interview so far and are finding it helpful, make sure to like and subscribe and share it with your friends. It's a real pleasure that we get students from top universities onto the channel. So to support that mission, make sure you help us out. If you have any more questions that you want to ask Eden, let me know in the comments below and I'll try my best to answer you. Let's carry on with the video. So we've talked a bit about what goes into actually having a successful interview, but perhaps taking a step back, what are some tips or advice that you would give for someone going into an interview? What are some things that you can prepare or you should be looking at? What like things you should be reading? Should you be reading things? Or what? how, how much should you know? <laughs> so I would say, um, Josh is right in thinking that um, you're not, required to have any prior knowledge into any of the topics that you're going to be asked about because the tutors will try to make it sort of unfamiliar to you but 
you also don't want to appear on the screen because we're doing online interviews. Um, you don't want to appear like you know nothing about your subject. So for materials, for example, I would suggest that you either do some reading into what materials is, because there are like some 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 you know common knowledge about materials, for example, like what silicon is or, or what sort of what what carbon what, what what graphene is, you know. So those those sort of things, the the basics, you don't really need to like you don't really need to know them like the scientific details behind them, but uh, at least be able to show them that you know what they are, what sort of uh, what sort of uses are there about them and just the basics. So that's something uh, that you need to prepare for. And another thing about Oxford STEM interviews is that your tutors, they won't expect you to be able to think out loud while you're working. And something that's, that's, that's usual to, to, to all of the people because some people, they do prefer just working like in their quiet mode, but that's something you can work on in the form that, you know, next time when you're trying to do your homework, maybe like also just talk to yourself or talk to your friends about sort of what you're, what you're doing here, what your math is about or what your thoughts are regarding this question, because you will be able to um, show that you're thinking to your tutors in the actual interview. And also I would just um, encourage, encourage um, applicants to, be, be brave and be, be, be able, being smart in, in asking, asking questions because you will need help from your tutors, from interviews. And the sort of the ability to ask um, good questions comes from your sort of daily accumulation of, of, of school experiences as well. So mm -hmm. these are the things I would say really prepared me for interview at least. Mm. That's a definitely a very important perspective to have. Perhaps going beyond the interviews, what are some study skills which you have found helpful in the past and also currently at Oxford? I would just say that, you know, really, um, I, I have my own sort of um, method for making notes. I, uh, I don't make notes along lectures. I do sort of make little annotations where I, wherever I'm like confused or have questions about, but I don't write notes along the lecture because I, I am trying to um, pretty much just focus on what the lecturer is saying and follow along him because I don't want to sort of get delayed by, by you know, trying to write down notes and then just completely like uh, lost, right? So what I do is after sort of, each um, chapter or module here in Oxford, I do sort of an overlook. I, I write notes all in one go, sort of covering up the entire topics, the entire the, the lectures that I've just had. And uh, in that note, I am also sort of, it's more easy for me to find the links between the topics. And then I make my own notes. I don't necessarily sort of write my notes in the, the chronological order of the lectures, I might sort of find the unique links between the topics that we've just learned and then make my own little sort of sort of um, a summary note. And that is really helpful when you want to revise for the subject because by looking at your notes and then uh, just question yourself, like, does this make sense to me now?
that is a very good way to to make sure that you have a a good understanding of of the topics. So so that's a really good introduction or a good understanding of some study skills which are very helpful. And study skills are of course very personal because everyone studies and learns in different ways.、Mm-hmm. Some people read better, some people listen better, and and just in different ways, it's important to experiment. But I think. Having notes and actually remembering, or having a way to remember and keep track of what you've learned over the years, is very important. Perhaps moving on a bit and moving a bit back to your applications, what are three things in your application, or three things that you've done which really helped you get into Oxford? Yeah, I would say, I would say getting into Oxford isn't isn't really about the application itself. So it's more of like the entire sort of academic journey in your high school, even. Before high school, so the entire sort of thing. So I was, I would say, so one thing I think I did、um, quite good in is to always just, just, just be curious and then look into the topics that you've encountered. They're not necessarily going to be taught on、uh, in the textbook as as part of your high school course, but once they are there, I I would look into them and、um, sort of do a little bit of self study on them, and that really helped me. In one of my interviews, because that topic, albeit not being in high school textbook, is actually an undergrad topic and was directly tested、uh, by my tutors. So having sort of、um, previous knowledge in that that really helped me,、um, you know, understand their question and also sort of work my way out. So that was something I think one of the things I think really helped me, and that that also, you know. In a sense, led me to discover materials as a separate discipline. Yeah, and another thing I would really like to say is probably just to、um, really plan your exams well, because you know I know people have got, especially if you're applying to both US and UK, you've got lots of things to do. Like your 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 either A levels or APs or IBs, you you've got your SAT or ACT. And for international applicants like me, you've also got your、uh, TOEFL or IELTS exam. So it's it's really important for you to you know put them in sort of plan them early, and then throughout like your your sort of high school years, like when are some of the points where you need to have some of the scores ready because you don't want to you don't want to take all of them at the probably like the end of your penultimate year that summer because your application is just coming up. So that was something I did really well in planning them because I did TOEFL quite early back then, so that wasn't something I need to worry about anymore. And then I focus on APs because those were more sort of academic,、uh, academically relevant.、Right? And then did my、uh, ACTs and SATs,、uh, ACT last because they were they you don't really prepare for them; they're just a test of sort of skills. So that was、uh, another thing I really. Um, benefited from throughout the process, and my、uh, my last thing I would say is just like I really had a a, a good mentality throughout the entire entire application process, mostly because you know UK results they they do come out earlier than、mm. than most of the US、uh, regular decisions, and having an an Oxford offer in hand it really sort of.、Um, <laughs> 
it's just reassuring yes. to, 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 to wait for the, uh, the rest decisions. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I think that touching on that mentality point is a very important thing, both from the perspective of hard work and discipline, but also from the perspective of taking good care of yourself yes. as well. And I think both of those things are very important. I know people would always go back to saying work hard, work, be determined and don't care too much about yes. it. And while you hear that a lot, it is something that I think, I've found across every single person I've met at top universities is they all share those similar traits. And one thing I believe in quite well, and this is a mission that we have at Logos Education, is precisely the idea that success leaves clues. And if you find, no matter how common it is, if you find 99% of people at Oxford all believing in one thing, it's most likely something that you should implement as well. So I I think it's very important that you do touch upon that mentality point. One one, one more point, just sort of Mm -hmm. follow up on that as well, is because I believe that you you only bring out the best in you when Mm -hmm. you're in a good mental state. You're never going to, you're you're never going to outdo yourself Mm -hmm. when you're stressed. Yes. So despite you, you you do have to, you know, work hard to Mm -hmm. get into top unis. You also don't want to overstress about mm. yourself. You don't. You don't want to sort of exploit your your your, your potentials because yes. that's just not the way how sort of mm. how a human works. We think of think of ourselves mm. as, as more of a spring. Mm. We we are elastic in some way, but like once you go beyond a certain point, it's, it's not recoverable, mm. and you're not performing anymore mm. because you pretty much just you you've broken yourself yes. down. So mm. that's that's one thing. That's... Definitely. That's something which is very important. And so we've talked a lot about studying materials and the process of applying to study materials at Oxford University. Apart from the subject related information, what are some extra advice you would give for students looking to apply? I would say one more thing I would like to mention, especially for um, for applying to Oxford materials, is that you get to choose your colleges, your, your preferred college on the, the UCAS form uh, prior to submission. And you can, of course, choose to apply open, but I would just suggest that you sort of look at the all the colleges that offer materials as a course, and then you go on their websites. Some of the things that I probably recommend you go, go and check is um, the tutors associated with that college, because they are going to be your, um, they are going to be your tutors. And um, one thing worth looking at is their research interests, because you are going to have a closer relationship with them than with any other people from the department more. And um, you, if you have a clear sort of research interest, probably choose the one that's that's closest or, or most relevant to yours. And another thing being sort of where the college is pretty much like the, the place and location, because some colleges are more far away to the department, some colleges are closer, but not really close to the city centre. And, um, you know, like everything else, sort of accommodation, uh, dining options, all those sorts of stuff here uh, varies from different people. But sort of just 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 sort of do your research so that you know um, what you are going into. So I hope you found this interview helpful and informative about how you can get into material sciences at a top university. Hope this video is helpful and informative and has provided you with something new to work on. Before I end off this video, however, I would like to point you to two books, the UCAS Bible and the US College Guide, two books which I've written alongside and with the help of students at top universities like Eden to guide you through the application processes to the UK and the US. So make sure you go check those books out. The link will be in the description below. Have a good one and I'll see you soon.